Soccer. It's called Soccer Podcast. Podcast. And uh, I'm Nestor, joined here by Henry. Yes, and sir. It's two guys, two mics, two pints. Uh, number 121. 121. Yeah, that would be my formation in a five-a-side. Oh, actually, sorry, four-a-side. My mistake. Well, five, because you have to put someone in the key. Uh, I guess not. I mean, in, I guess yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. But anyways. Was always there. One, two, one. <laughs> um, anyway. I guess I guess uh, club football is fully, fully back, right? Yeah. Everyone's played league games. We've had cup games, super cup games. With Supercopa. And we're even starting to get some uh, international team news. We'll talk a little bit about that. Right. Um, but, man, it feels like a lot's happened. And we this is the first time we've done it on a Thursday, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Possibly, possibly. I don't know why I feel like we've done it before. Um, but yeah, I may be good. wrong. I may be wrong. But I know for sure we've missed days here and there, but we still made it happen. Thankfully, you know, we didn't have any uh, commitments tonight, and we were able to keep the show rolling. And maybe it's good because we did catch some important football today. Well, I yeah. guess we would have still, you know, we would have probably imagined it, predestined it because – we typically predict the future quite well at, in these parts. Yeah, no, on yeah, the bottle talk page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we speak, we speak, um, we speak things into existence. No, totally. But it's good to be here on a Thursday. The program has not changed one ah, bit. But does that mean we're fucking shite? Ah, see, that's a good, that's a good, uh, you know, euphemism for that because it does feel like uh, it is like you know wrapping up the fact that if you're not prepared to go Wednesday, you you end up in Thursday. Uh, but anyways, we're still bringing the same quality product, you know, same proof, same, uh, you know, validity. Yeah. And, and I can't wait to discuss it, man. What's for you the major headline of this week's football? Uh, oh, man. January 12th I, right now. So I feel like with everything that has happened and there's been a few notable things. I guess the biggest one is Joao Felix going to Chelsea, right? Yeah, and that was the most recent one that, that really broke. I mean, this literally came off the press yesterday or the day before, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, today he gets his official start, which was a was unique... A quick turnaround. Yeah, a quick, quick turnaround. I mean, it was like less than 30 hours, they said. Usually when a player signs, they, you know, they wait a week or two to get him, like... You know, physicals done, and then get acquainted with. The and team. sometimes fitness is is a big issue because yes. typically the transfers happen in summer. Transfers of this caliber, at least. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, my boy's been on the bench all season, so his legs must be nice and fresh. They're fresh, but let's not forget he he did. If there was maybe one, you know, silver lining for Portugal this uh, uh, World Cup, I think he was one of them. Like he was the one guy who was like making shit happen. Him, Bernardo Silva, Bruno. It was the, it's Dalo, what, Dalo was good. Dalo was good. Dalo was out of his skin, and while Cancelo was was reduced to a smaller role, which was very interesting. But it just goes to show that you know this kid's good. Um, I mean, I guess it's one game, and it was one of the most unique uh, debuts I've seen for everything involved and the way he capped it off, which we'll get into later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's definitely the biggest. Uh, what, so and it's kind of a shock transfer. Too, yeah, really. it kind of is. Be- like, I guess they were rumored for him, and Chelsea, you're going to be rumored for everybody just for the amount of money oh, that they Mo- have. Yeah, Mudrik, Enzo, you name yeah, it. Yeah, anybody <laughs> anybody that's worth talking about is going to be linked to Chelsea at some point. But <laughs> to me, it's kind of like, and I guess to get into the specifics before we get into the nitty-gritty, so a million, uh, 11 million for six months. There's yeah. no option to buy. Um, I think it's... 
It's a panic buy. Kind of a nonsense buy. Yeah, panic buy to kind of calm everybody down. And they, also, they don't really need him or a player of his profile. The player of his profile, no, but they need him because they need bodies right now. Well, I they mean, need creativity. Well, that, that team is lacking sorely. But you go through the injury list, and even in that mm-hmm. front six, if you want to call it that, it's just a lot of guys that can make a difference and maybe are their best chances at, at making a difference. You take away Raheem Sterling and Pulisic, who, um, you know, while having a relatively quiet season, has still been pretty good under Potter so far. Uh, so that's two big blows, and I think today Joao Felix, uh, in, in the little bits that I did get to see him, looked pretty good. You know, looks talented, looks like he's up for the challenge. So, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing him in more meaningful games. So say they only have him for six months, like they don't get him for the following I for think the future. This is a good courting period. Um, you win over the the club, you win over the coach, and you win over the fans. The money will be there for a transfer that. That can happen, and the money they spent already eases a transfer with Atletico. Now, will it happen? I don't know. That's me speaking as if it's best-case scenario. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, yeah. I will say, if they pay this much for six months and don't get him back, it's kind of a waste of money. I mean, it's a lot of money alone. Well, they're already trying to send Aubameyang back. Which is funny, and I think that's another key in the whole thing, like where I'm saying they got to ease... Uh, Negotiations. This kind of stuff helps. Look, I pay you for this loan. I send you this player. Can we get this player permanently? And that's how you establish that kind of what are you partnership. For me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for me. But I've been doing business with you for two seasons now. <laughs> since uh, so-and-so was working there. Uh, but, yeah. No, I mean, uh, it, it's, a, it's a boomer bus transfer. As of now... I'm I'm leaning boom. I'm gonna lean into that. That's what I'm feeling. I think he looks good so far. I, I guess your opinion, not yours specifically, but like anyone thinking about this, trying to rationalize it, is is what your opinion is on Joao Felix himself and what he's shown uh, ever since he signed with Atletico. Yeah, which has been unremarkable. Other mm-hmm. than uh, the World Cup, where he actually really played really well. He looks different for Portugal. Yeah, yeah, even in the Euros. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, so, so I guess. What you think about Chelsea getting him really depends on that. And I'm going to be the complete opposite of you because I think it's been unremarkable and it's kind of a nonsense thing for Chelsea. Maybe a way to stop the bleeding versus actively fixing whatever injury they have. So, like, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, But I don't know where he... I don't think positionally-wise he's a striker, but he's also... Not a striker. He's um well, and I I still think that we, it's right to think that way. But I think the the idea of positionality in football is is clouded. Like the lines are blurred now. It's very it's very tough to call certain players a position and and have that position solely yeah, describe kind of, them. He operates somewhere in that that mid to that final central, third. That yeah, central, it's a central role yeah. where traditionally would be a number ten. Yeah. You know, thinking back to like a, a Rivaldo or a Guatemo Blanco, if, if you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But that position kind of doesn't exist anymore. And in a way, it's coming back because we have these free roaming type players that really operate much better in that sort of like blurred line area. You got like Joao Felix for one, um, Bruno Fernandes to an, to an extent kind of plays in that sort of area. De Bruyne mm-hmm. does. A lot of these creative types. But they also have the work rate to come back, yeah, yeah. Where, which is where that position's kind of gone, where those guys were strictly creators. Mm-hmm. They were only useful if the ball was at their feet, like Riquelme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
that's the thing. I I don't think he's a player like that. You know, I think he's a yeah. uh, he's a uh, more similar to Bernardo Silva in the fact that if you really needed him to play on the on the wing, even he could do it. But he's just a, a Swiss Army. It really anywhere in the front three and including that attacking. Eight. I think he's the kind the kind of guy that needs to have the ball and create. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you give him that freedom and to, like, to have left and right available to him. And on top of the fact that he can well, dribble. See, at the point he's at in his in his career, he still has a very quick twitch muscle, and he's very precise in his runs and effective. And and we forget, but Messi, a guy who shares similarities with him as far as his strengths, um, used to come off the wing at one point as well. So I mean, but these are guys that are just so talented and unpredictable that they can coexist in any of these positions. But I, I do agree. I mean, to an extent, his career has been unremarkable. But only due to his his own uh, you know situation because when he was at Benfica, everybody remembers how how much of a factor he was. A lot of big clubs were knocking at his door. He made a mistake by joining Atletico. He went on the offer that he's for sure getting in the starting eleven. You know this team is is gonna use him as an important player with an important. Was he ever really in the starting eleven for? Like an extended amount of time. Not it, I can't yeah, really think after of it. it stopped working. It was really, uh, and we got to remember, you know, the Griezmann's Griezmann was also in and out, and then it's just like it's what really hampered his development. It's just being in a team that's not, you know, favoring of what he wants to play or what he can play. Yeah. Um, and I remember clearly the first seasons where uh, everybody was kind of clowning the fact that a very militant uh, Simeone got him under his first training sesh. I mean, and he's sending him to run and, and run and make tackles and clash bodies. And then I was just thinking, like, man, this kid doesn't look like he's fit for that. And to this day, I mean, he hasn't had his best moments there. But I think there's a very skillful, very talented player there who needs to find the right system. And I think Graham Potter eventually will cater to his needs and we'll see how significant that is for Chelsea but I think he's going to do great favors for his own career yeah that's my I think he opinion. might but where I'm struggling to think is where he's going to fit within that team well today we saw him come off kind of from a wing position kind but of, still playing yeah. centrally at times um, he linked up very well with Havertz according to a lot of pundits but even like just my general watching little clips here and there so, I mean, I'm, I'm a little impressed with how quick he adapted, but I don't want to get carried away because it's a very small sample. But I think after the first five, six games, I'll be able to say, like... Which won't be for a while. Well, I mean, with, with Carabao and FA and, and all this... Well, they're out of FA now, but with, you know, these cups and... There's a, there's a thick run of games coming in. Um, League games. No, well, yeah. yeah League, League. And, and, and cups sprinkled in, but I think... Uh, but does... Champions will be returning soon, though. Yeah, but when you get a... When you get sent off in the league, oh, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. I see, yeah, oh, that's right. Well, I guess we we the cat's out the bag now. He did get a red card in his debut, so he he is missing the next three Premier League games. So like the whole thing is like, well, you know, now uh, Chelsea are playing him two mil for for sitting down basically. Well, like, yeah, that's just you, the way the deal when worked you out. Extrapolate how much money it costs for six months to be out for near a month. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, we have to remember still, though, Almost. he will be available for cup games, you know? Whichever ones they still may be, because sure. I don't have a Chelsea Well, they got schedule. eliminated from Carabao. I think it was... Uh, was it Carabao or was it FA? It was Carabao. Okay, yeah. Um, no, no, because uh, cause, uh, Southampton oh, you, you eliminated know, you're right, us. You're right, you're right. Yeah, but, I mean, they might still be in Carabao. I'm not sure, but... Uh, Christ, man. I can't believe we lost to Southampton. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into that later. Um 
yeah, we'll see, man. Project uh, Joao Felix is a go. Uh, I did see some interesting dialogue, and somehow any comparison for a young attacking player always yields a comparison to Grealish, and somebody's like, everything Joao Felix did is what people think Grealish is. And I'm like, they're different players, different skills, you know? <laughs> um, but I will tell you what, as a City fan, if I would have known that we can get Joao Felix for around that same price... Do you I, prefer that over Grealish? Almost. I almost will, man. Um, and it's maybe a testament to to how... How much you believe in that kid? Well, I... No, Joao Felix is, is so good. I wanted him way back then, but obviously it was never going to work with the players we had at the time. And even right now, it's very difficult to see him just fitting in. But I really believe in him a lot. The same way I believed in Grealish, though. I, I always liked Grealish at Villa. At Villa. <laughs> but as it pertains to what Pep wants to do... I just feel like Joao Felix would be more adaptable. But, you know, that's just me at hy- grasping at hypotheticals. So. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, while we're on the topic, the whole thing with with Grealish. And and in my opinion, whenever Chelsea do get better and if they even end up keeping him, Joao Felix, it's going to be a question of too many cooks in the kitchen. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, they're, they're a very strange team because at the moment... Even if you include Aubameyang, I still don't think they have a really true number nine. And that's really in fashion at the moment. And that was also one of the things that I was kind of questioning when the whole Joao Felix thing. This whole time they've been talking about needing a nine. And I guess they've gotten it, but they won't have him until until the summer. Oh, Kunku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that deal. They should have just gone out for him outright, but I know probably the negotiations still maybe had Lukaku in mind uh, at the time. And you also have to factor that the player might even want to finish out the season with his club. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, when, when Chelsea comes knocking, I think I think you leave immediately, but but no, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how this deal pans out, man. I'm just excited to have such a talented player in the Prem, uh, even, albeit it's on loan, but it's just, it makes the league so much more fun to watch, so... Yeah, uh, like what I've seen so far. I can't imagine that it's not going to end up being a long-term thing. Maybe it's like a try-before-you-buy sort of yeah, yeah, agreement but I, that it's, they have. It's, and this is a team that's desperate at the moment. Like they, They'll take anybody they can get that, that can well, show some kind of pulse. Big, big money moves. Yeah, uh, they do, they do. And it's it, it's unfortunate to say, I, but very very rare does, do these big signings for them become you know great successes. They, you know, they, they either hit it out of the park... It's or, rare, though. or Right, or they the, strike out, yeah. which is like probably once out of five times. Their best signing, and it was a small one with very little hype, was, was Eden Hazard. And he just kind of developed and happened to become this great winger. One of the best that we've seen in the Prem at the time. Ever, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's not ever, but he's up there. Uh, I think he's in He's in the conversation. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not saying he's, he's the best ever, but no, he's, he's, he's got to be yeah. up there, though. He's in the conversation, but I have a few ahead of him. Uh, but that's great company to be in. Yeah. I just wish that he would have kept it sustained longer. I, I do think that it's a good thing that Joao Felix is adding another dimension to what Chelsea's attack can be. Well, one, they've Mason Mount is their main creator, and I'm doing these huge-ass air quotes because he's not creative. Like He's great at passing. He's a metronome. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not really going to find these tight little pockets of space where he's going to put on the ball where you can run onto it and just finish that's what Joao can operate exactly so so. and he can dribble his way whereas Mason Mount doesn't necessarily have that on the other hand I don't know if 
Felix has the same amount of um, work rate that Mount does. Or the set piece ability. Yeah, but, you know, it's a give and take. So yeah, it, it and they're different another, players. It adds another dimension to what Chelsea has been and what they can be. So that's, you know, if I'm going to be silver lining about it, that's yeah. the exciting part. Yeah. And then since I, being kind. I, I started, the, since I mentioned the whole Grealish and... And, uh, you know, Joao thing, for any of you guys that... Because I know there's, there's a small group that really does watch the pod and they always mention stuff to me. Let me know what you guys think. And if you can, share it on social media. We'll quote we'll oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, is for the money, is Joao Felix, in City's view, worth more than Grealish or Grealish more? Or what are your thoughts on their play? Uh, it's an interesting topic, but I can't wait to see how uh, Grealish develops. I mean, sorry, Joao can uh, Joao Felix. I'm like, <laughs> Joao Cancelo. Joao. Yeah, uh, we'll see how he plays, man. And and ah, it's so it's so insane because Gra- Graham Potter is kind of on the hot seat, you know, at the moment. He is, and uh, I is it fair? No, like, it's not. Uh, it's really it's, not. Like, I want it. You know, I don't like Chelsea at all, but I gotta be fair. And uh, I don't know if he's really the right guy because I, I think we talked about this the day after the pod too. Is, like he's getting a lot of a lot of heat, and yeah, a big part of that, a big reason of that. It's not an excuse; it's a reason. Is the injuries? It's it's crazy, and I don't know how bad it is in comparison to other teams, but we know that it's fucked up. We know yeah. things are so bad to the point where they're right in the middle, right, as right. far as the table goes. But I do feel that Tuchel would have been able to manage this injury bug a little bit better. And I can't really quantify it in points, but I'd say it's at tough. least it's tough. I'd say at least one win, maybe one draw more. On top of the fact that he was a lot more familiar with the team's defensive capabilities, he's a, he's a bit better defensive. Well, quite a bit. Well, better he's better, way better defensively, but he so, plays a very low risk game. Right, and when you're injured, you don't really have a whole lot of space to to be risky, right? Yeah, you have um, to you have to sacrifice creativity and all that, and just yeah. be a, a a team playing for a result. And personnel wise, I think he's aware that they are limited creativity, cre- uh, creatively. Yeah, and maybe Potter's trying to like push this, you know, forward, uh, progressive type of football, which is not a bad thing. It's just when you're in the circumstance, I don't know if you can really afford that. And I I think Tuchel is better at identifying. Well, he had worked with them much longer to identify that, but. That's that's my like pragmatic thinking as to if letting Tuchel go was maybe the wrong thing at the wrong time or or, or speaking of why Pop Potter's being criticized as much as he is. Yeah, I personally believe Tuchel was was even let go even a little too late. Uh, so I th- I always thought he deserved the sack, but you know we got to remember Tuchel didn't have this. I mean he had some injuries that he dealt with, but not to this level. I mean. It's it's to the point where Chelsea are pretty much forced to play academy kids in some in some positions. Their first subs are academy kids, and um, it, it's insane. But even if if Potter still had a full team, I, I still think he would struggle a bit right now. Talk about a completely different system. Learning a system mid season is so difficult, and I don't think people realize how hard that is. You have to still prepare for a new team every week while learning. It's like having to go straight from school to work and. You know, it's just a very complex, uh, you know, train of thought for these players to process. And that's how they get weeded out. The dead wood, there's dead wood there that needs to leave. Who it is, well, that's going to show itself as the weeks go on. But I, I always bring it back and reel it back to Arteta's first season. While he did win a cup final, he still struggled in the league. Yeah. And, and he d- even did the following season. Well, the, the, that comparison, 
well, it, I'm talking about it, also from a stylistic perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not like a it's not an outrageous comparison because they, they're in similar situations. And I'm not saying who had it easier or anything. I just no, mean yeah. like the the uh, oh, more people phil- love to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Philosophical, like philosophically speaking. I think they we we because I include Guardiola and I think Ten Hag as well, who I who I have become such a big fan of. And we're gonna get into that later, but it's like a possession based thing that's hard to learn. That's my whole thing. Yeah, but Arsenal, to be fair, have always been that kind of team too. Well, They've I mean that's that's dating team. back to Wenger though, because yeah, they, they yeah, lost it with kind Unai of like Emery. Their identity with, with the club, but yeah, you're right, you're right. That's they had lost that man, and it's crazy that it took uh, Arteta. Uh, to honestly, come. I think Arsenal couldn't afford to let go of Arteta. Well, that's one, that's one thing. But <laughs> there, there was, we also got to remember there was COVID time, so there was very limited um, opportunity. And and to cap all that off, I think that Arteta was maybe one loss away, two losses away. No, I was, I was he wasn't say, too far from getting the sack. And and let's not forget, like I would say, majority fan base wanted him out at yeah. one point. Yeah, at one point. They now he's beloved. He they, he's beloved. Oh, no, now now yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Now, now now they love him. Man. There's, yeah. there's very few. There's very few Arteta fans within the Arsenal fan base that are that were through and through from the beginning. Yeah, I think the only people that really knew Arteta's potential were people who saw him work with the CFG and then. You see the vision. You see what he's trying to do. Yeah. So you're like, you got to give him yeah, time. I guess I got to be fair and say that I was very much like, just be patient. Yeah, you were one of the few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was very much part of that. So it, it would be really fucked up for me to kind of flip the script on Potter. And and he actually has a lot. Like He probably has it a little bit harder. Yeah, and not to mention, like he actually has a product that he's put out before that we can say, hey, you know, that shit works. And it's not smash and grab. It's very methodical. It's very technical. Yeah. I mean, and Trossard and, and Pascal Gross and, you know, even Malpai, who was there, these guys are still in great hands now. I mean, Deserbi has been sharp, you know, even though Malpai has gone. But, you know, Trossard, Gross, uh, man, yeah. these guys have been good. So, you know, it just goes to show that Graham Potter's a little more proven even than but, when Arteta got the job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I it's... Mean, they, yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough to. It's still say because it's hypotheticals right now. We don't know how Graham Potter's going to do. He's got to I mean, clean his act up. I mean, soon, if though. he he doesn't have much left, if they lose, I don't know. In their next maybe three or four games, if they don't win, I'm going to say at least two of them. <laughs> he's probably going to get the sack. Yeah, if yeah. They lose, like two on in a row. They're, they're definitely going to get the sack. I'm they just only drew today. But, like, say, like, if you were the, uh, say, if you were the um, owner of Chelsea, like yourself, mm-hmm. like, would you approve of that decision or would you be wise enough, at least in our opinion, to, to write it out? And I don't care if they hit rock bottom and, and, you know, end up, and rock bottom for Chelsea right now, in my opinion, is 14, 16, like, which is unrealistic for me, but it still might happen if shit goes the way it's continuing to go. Uh, would you sack them then? I still wouldn't sack them as long as they don't get relegated. But mm-hmm. I would, I would really let them write it out uh, until the summer. Let them get one more transfer window. Then the pressure's on. You know, the ticker's on now. That's I, my opinion. I think. In... See, I'm against sacking managers too soon. First of all, um, but um, you also have to consider who's on the market, right? Like who's gettable as well. I think the only because manager if your mind if your mind is is in a space where okay do I give this guy six months an extra six months to correct 
this right? And what's our our what's our floor? Like, well, what's the worst we can do? You have to establish those two things, right? Well, yeah. So for Chelsea, let let's say their floor is twelfth place. That's that's that, a very yeah, and, that, and that's being aggressive with how they're doing. Right yeah, now. that's a very high floor. Yeah, exactly. Um, but let's just say that if they sink to like thirteenth, maybe fourteenth, and then see that uh, I don't know who becomes available. I mean, really, I was trying to Pochettino. think of a guy. Pochettino's the only guy I could think of. Pochettino might I'll, become or he, available, or Zidane been, might be like, "Well, fuck, you know, I need uh, a job." Maybe I would go Gallardo, even uh, the Argentine River Plate manager who's kind of looking for a job. Uh, it may, it's Simeone's jobless and he can get results but that would be such a, a mind fuck because now it's like hey Joao well, I'm back it's not too much different than having Tuchel well that's that's the truth but that's what to get results till the end of the season I don't know but you know All right, yeah so so we think about that I, I, I guess as like a director you have to really put those two things together to really understand where you're coming from do you have the patience can we afford the patience yeah yeah because uh not only did arsenal become top dog city aren't going anywhere you got to imagine liverpool are going to spend a lot of money and they have a top manager and they have like a really good core uh newcastle's chomping at the bids manchester united got better yeah you never know what tottenham's gonna do i mean oh we, we know we we assume we know but yeah we know they're, they're always like a top four threat i'm sorry you gotta brother, respect we, that i think you gotta, i think there's some respect in there Ah man, I you don't know, know. For all the credit that that Brighton gets, for all the credit that Fulham's getting right now. Oh well, that's uh, different. Yeah. For for however we view Leicester, oh, like they, for some, they, somehow, they got silverware. They yeah somehow Leicester are still relevant somehow. <laughs> but Tottenham were there. I'm sorry, Tottenham were there. Oh for sure. I mean, if there if there was a a you were their trophy, they'd probably win it. Yeah, they've been good. They've been top six for a while. I mean, and that's a cool streak, but it it really doesn't mean much. All right. So, I mean, it's yeah. nice though, I guess. But it's just like it sucks that that it doesn't speaks to marry. the strength of the league. How about that? Yeah, but I mean, but for the talent they've had though, you, they really should have something, right? Something to go home with. Yeah. You got players of the caliber of Kane and Son you over just, time. Sometimes you just play someone that's better and when you get to the final that many times oh, they always play somebody that's better yeah exactly because they're not the best team they're, they're, uh, they're just not they've never been the best team no they haven't and that's why I don't like when people force them up there with the best teams or the teams but that they're have. always there competing uh, and they're in a position to stay there I'd be curious to see what an average place like they've had amongst like you know all the top 10 let's say and I'm just curious like like what yeah. is their average I don't know if I've seen them under they know, I, seventh. Under seventh. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, man. But, like, that's that's okay. good. I get that's, I that's okay. That's good, but it's, like, yeah. For someone that you don't expect to win trophies, that's hard, right? It's like the U.S., like, <laughs> celebrating <laughs> El Quinto Partido, you know? It's, like, cool, but in the grand scheme, it's not remembering Look, history. Man, I, I think um, it's, like, I don't treat them as any kind of title threat for any any cup that they're in. They've been. It's but, been a few times. They've been a title threat, but and it was crazy because yeah, it was the year that Leicester won it. Yeah. So that's pretty wild, and it's kind of funny to me. But uh, it sucks, man. It sucks that you can't point to any trophy for them. Like you know, I mean, there's yeah, so many teams that at least big, have one. They're, they're a running joke on Reddit. They're the Aussie Cup. Ah. Yeah, it was like the the preseason friendlies in the U.S. I think. It was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Spurs fans, but I mean, until you guys do otherwise, like, just like, shut us up. Why would you choose to support Spurs, though? Come on. 
Yeah. That's like choosing to support. Ah, well, I don't want to get into it with my Clipper homies. But that's like, you know. Being a Clipper. Like, that's like being a it's like being a, it's like being a Chargers fan. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's a true, man. It's, I mean, we've made a final, as have Tottenham. But, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. They're kind of like the Chargers. But we hope to rectify that soon. But God damn it, I'm not proud of being a Chargers fan. I can't talk shit. That's what I'm saying. Spurs fans, you shouldn't be proud at, at a serial sixth place. There's more to life than that, kids. <laughs> Dream big. Uh, but anywho. You sound there- like, a, like our, our boy uh, <laughs> Andrew Tate. Or what's his name? Ah, uh, Andrew Tate, man. Yeah. A free free top G, man. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't support him. I don't support him. I'm just clowning, guys. Anywho, is there anything else? We, yeah, we that, did go that, that, in on Chelsea. That stance. Yeah, it's just... The fingers out, you know, poised, balanced, ready. Yeah, that's what an yeah. alpha male looks like. Be a like. man. Eat meat. <laughs> you Be bums. He <laughs> does that shit all the time. He's like fucking... Yeah. Yeah, but anyways... uh. So we went over Chelsea. We went over Chelsea. Oh, um, some some big uh, some big player news. Well, one one player, uh, Gareth Bell, Welsh legend, Real Madrid legend, Spurs. Spurs. Uh, I'll say he's more of a Madrid legend, but Spurs legend yeah. too, though. But it's just never never amounted to much. A legend of the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Legend for sure. Yeah, he's going to get... A uni- very unique player. He's going to get a FIFA icon, like, in a year or so. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He um, uh, he deserves a, a seat there. There's never been another player like him. Champions League champion, four-time league champion. I don't know. It, it was a lot. A massive ton of trophies at Madrid. Carried the Welsh national team. Carried the Welsh national like, team. Like, I'm talking Led about them to their first World Cup in 60 years. Yeah, yeah. Um... Got them to, I think, a semifinal. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. In the Euros. In the Euros. So, uh, you know, he. Oh, and let's not forget MLS Cup champion. That he did. Scored his final goal in the black and gold. And the story's told. It's the first ever title for LAFC. And he was part of that. Isn't that special? Yeah, he was a catalyst to fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Galaxy fans here, by the way, but this is probably the most you'll ever see us give LAFC any yeah, shine. Um, but yeah, brilliant career. Great career, great player. Um, um, I wished his peak lasted longer. I was going to say controversial career. Cause that, towards I, the end, yeah. Towards I the mean, end. for much of it, though, let's, let's, let's be real, for you much so? of it. it um, yeah, because I remember there was uh, some seasons where I was like, yo, why isn't Gareth Bell playing? And it felt like it was forever. But the point being, though, is that it's a controversial career, and I think when mentioning Gareth Bell, controversy is always going to cloud him, um, unfortunately. But we know that he was a brilliant player. But and, and, you know, I guess you can say it started off with the Spurs to Madrid move because that was controversial in being... He was the well, most he, expensive he player was expen- at the time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, we, everyone's thinking. And I remember when I was when I was hearing, like, reading the rumors and then finally seeing the news. I was like, God, that doesn't, what a player. Yeah. But fuck it, that's kind of disgusting. That's risky. It's risky, too. It's just disgusting how much money this is going to cost. You know, or how much money is involved in football now. It got to the point where Spurs couldn't say no. And... Spurs have found themselves in that position very recently with Kane. Maybe they should have taken the money. Kane, no, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But then Holland never would have happened, so... Uh, I'm, all, I'm all right with it. I'm all right with the way things <laughs> turned out. Um, yeah, man. I, I love Gareth Bale, man. I hated the 
the criticism that he got towards the end. And maybe some of it was warranted. But I don't think as fans you should be ever in a place where you're going to be booing your own player. Mm-hmm. And we saw that. Well, I saw that this season with um, when uh, Galaxy was in the in the playoffs, and people started booing Kevin Cabral. Oh yeah, they were booing him when he came on, man. And I felt awful. Like not just for him, but right. But as a fan, you're not really supposed to really do that. You don't know how you're fucking with your your own player. No, you want is. him to do good. Like why wouldn't yeah? Why yeah, wouldn't yeah. you want him to do good? Like boo him after if if you're gonna be an asshole like that. Yeah, yeah. But the same uh, thing with with Bale and um, uh, you know? but yeah, it's oh well for with Bale it was I think it was undeserved for one. Well, he. But with with Kevin Cabral, I can honestly say he's earned some of that vitriol because yeah, he's sure. been ass for so long. But that's the thing about Gareth Bale; he was never terrible. And this, and this is also another thing where maybe like not you, but like say the armchair Madridista is obsessed with goals, is obsessed with stats, when you know, like, there was moments where Gareth Bell was the one making the run to create the goal for Cristiano, to create the goal for Benzema, to, you know, elaborate and spread the pitch. So, like, people won't appreciate that, and I think that led to a lot of the disgust amongst the Madrid fan base. And his injuries. Oh, well, that that was a big thing, too. By the time all that happened, he had already won three or four Champions Leagues. Yeah, and played roles in, in all and, of them. And he's an important roles. player. He, he's he a big game player. He was an important player for a lot of our Cups, for a lot yeah. of our leagues. And um, I, I don't know, without him, probably Ronaldo doesn't get as, isn't as great as he is. Yeah, well, he also helped distract well, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, pressure yeah, of off course. of him. Yeah, because so he's, he's a, a very good dynamic. He's a huge aerial threat. Yeah. He's a dribbler. He's, fast. he's got pace. He's and he's lefty, you know. So it's like, that's a very, very rare combo. Very complete and perfect opposites. So... All that hate was just... ah, It it drove me up the wall. And then, to cap things off within his own relationship with the club, he had a huge money move to China, and Florentino actively blocked it. So, yeah, that that does explain his attitude issues in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. He wanted to leave, and they didn't let him leave. Yeah. He wants to be... Somewhere where they don't want to be. Once I think all that hate really manifested and he, it was almost cemented in him, he stopped giving a fuck too. So he's like, fuck it, I'm not going to play. I'm going to give you a reason to boo me now. Important game. Well, yeah, I'm going to be on the golf course. And then that's when that whole discourse began of, what was the, the banner? The way, the uh, way I was Ritz. thinking about that. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, Wells, uh, Golf, Madrid, in that it, order. In that order. And it's... Uh, yeah, it was, like I said, a controversial career, but he's a guy that's like the streets will never forget. Like, if you really knew football, if you watched it, if you watched the important games. Oh, no, he's know. not even one of those, like, underground players. That's a, that that dude has fucking highlights for days. He does, but he's not going to be in the same conversation with, like, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar. Oh, well. You know, it's, I mean, like, there's, like, the guys that we still talk about, like the Eusebios, Cruyffs, you know, even Platini. Unfortunately especially with the amount of crazy great players we have now, he's just going to be an an ornament to what Ronaldo's career was. And and if you really watch the game and appreciate it, you know that's not the truth, but that's the way history is remembered decades on, you know? Uh, But, man, yeah, what what an amazing player. I always say a very unique player because there has never been anybody with a left foot like him on the wing with his qualities the closest I saw and he was a very different player because he would play on the other wing actually was uh, Robin as far as being left-footed winger that you had no answer for at certain points so yeah uh, no, he was a magnificent ca- career man and, and hats off chapeau 
and enjoy life. I, I like Pep Guardiola's quote. He's like, first thing I'm going to do is, you know, I, I'm going to invite him to a, a, a match of golf, you know. And, you know, that would be cool to see. Definitely. Yeah, man. Great to, to a huge career. And and played played for the best, biggest club in the world. Um, following that, we have other news. Um, uh, Loris retires. Hugo Loris from France. For, 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 yeah, from international. Yeah, definitely from France for France. So um, I guess it's even maybe a little overdue, but I guess <laughs> it's a good it's a good moment now yeah, to just hang. I, yeah, I guess you know he's had a great career there for sure. All the silverware he's won has been with that club or with yeah. the, with this country. So that's that's huge for players. And he captained for such a long time. So, you know, we'll still see him around, just not in the international competition. I don't know if that's huge news for you. I don't know if you care. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like I said, it's a little maybe overdue, but I think right now is the perfect time to just do it and, you know, take the Band-Aid off and make room for the next generation, you know, the Areolas, the uh, Mouliez, the... Uh, my, the main, Mike Mignan, who unfortunately I think was injured, but he's he's next up in my opinion. Yeah, uh, you know, chapeau to a great career. Uh, nice trophy cabinet, none at club, unfortunately. Yeah, it has to be mentioned. Uh, and by the way, uh, and I hate to kick him while he's down, but terrible penalty record. Uh, <laughs> not his best, I mean, not his best uh, feature. And for such a great France team, you know, Hugo Loris, you were the weakest link. Goodbye. There, I said it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I guess no, uh, no love lost there. Um, what do you, what do you make of the uh, Zidane? Uh, I get, I guess this came out that Zidane said no to Brazil uh, coaching and USA men's team. It just I think there was another one. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like for me, like why? I think a guy like like Zidane is. I could only picture him coaching France. I can't see him coaching another team. You know, it's just it it doesn't make sense. Well, there know? is that quote too because he's he's been waiting for that France position, and it, I don't know if it's official yet. But Deschamps is, I guess, getting renewed. Possibly, I think it's contract. it's actually almost official. But the fucked up part was what the uh, the main head of yeah. the federation yeah. said, right? And so I think you have it he, there. But uh, I I don't. But he said he was like, oh, we never called him. Why would he call him? Why would we call him? Yeah, like if 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 he gave us a call, we wouldn't pick up. We wouldn't even pick up. Yeah. Like, why, why would we? Yeah. So basically, he's burning a bridge there, and it sounds like there's some animosity there. Um, and whether it, it's, yeah. whether it stems from the incident in the '06 World Cup or some personal issues. And let's or maybe it. he's a Deshaun guy. I don't know. There's also, uh, and uh, I don't want to like make you know false claims or anything, but I've always felt that there's a, a kind of xenophobic uh, entity within French football and and Albanian thing. Well, that that and and just and like immigrant things like that's why guys like uh, Henri are still. You would think that Henri could occupy a position even as an assistant. Instead, he went to Belgium. Instead, he tried his luck in MLS. Um, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think France he needs to do. He's in Monaco, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, but not, that's yeah, and he's I a club. He's a club legend there technically too. Technically not France. Yeah, he's he's a club legend. But I was gonna say, like, I would love to see more involvement from like a more diverse group of possible managers for France. Yeah. But I I don't have that feeling that it'll happen until the Dark old guard is gone. Yeah, the old guard's got to leave. So it's funny because uh, him and 
if it wasn't for Zidane, France have zero. Well, I wouldn't say zero, but they don't get their first World Cup that they did. You know, um, no, and, and that was, and uh, there was a tweet from Mbappe just saying that's. That's that's a don. Yeah, the, the dick writing was unreal, but no, that, I that, mean that's a don, man. Uh, How are you gonna disrespect that? <laughs> the meat writing, man. It's Mbappe, election. come on, man. The World Cup champion. You a grown man? You a grown man talking like that? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just kidding. That's, I, a, that's a don. Legend you're talking about. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll see, man. Because you know, Maradona told. Florentino like years ago this guy didn't want to bite so if it didn't happen then I don't know if it'll happen now because man that Qatari money I'm telling you it's nice it's not bad is it's it it's a yeah yeah I'd cash that check and I, I was gonna wait until the transfer rumors but since we're on the PSG topic I don't know if you've seen the reports that Al Hilal FC oh. is is willing to pay 325 million uh, euros a year uh to Messi and obviously a, a transfer fee apart to to bring him there. How insane would that be? Wow. Yeah, and and I'll, it would kind of be funny because I haven't. Knocked, Is that in Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia as well. I haven't knocked the Ronaldo deal because I'm like, hey man, get your bread. Zero last years, but it sucks because you want to see him in a competitive place. But I'm just gonna kind of snark and laugh a little bit at the Messi fans who who talked shit a little bit early about Ronaldo's move. It's like, oh well, now your guy's doing that. So if that happens, yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I I don't know if it will happen. But that money, I said, like I said, man, it's hard to turn down. That's that's a bag, you know. That's a bag. Well, for the club looking at it, they're going to recoup all their costs. But they're going to they're going to come out on top, and they're like, "Are we really losing that much?" Yeah, that's true. How long is Messi going to stay? Basically, the, the the thing is, you have to have the money up front, and who else than you know some of these insanely rich Saudi owners who they're trillionaires. They're, yeah, exactly. So it's just splashing the bucket. But yeah, I thought that was a little funny tidbit, and maybe we'll discuss it a little bit later. But hopefully, yeah. I mean, I, I hate to see Ronaldo there. I would hate to see both of them. Uh, dude, I feel like it's like, man. Like it's just written in the stars. It's, it? it's gonna happen. You know what's funny is Ronaldo's first match for for his team, yeah. Al Nasser, is gonna be. Oh, I did hear about against it. PSG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they, apparently they got two million requests for tickets for that match. Shit, it's obviously Ronaldo versus Messi. That's so One fucking lame. Last ride. I know it's yeah. so lame. It's like I feel like they're like they're being they're used as like circus animals, Dude, you man. Know, as much as we shit on MLS for manufacturing culture, the Middle East is getting away with it a little bit. They're, hey, they've the, been throwing money. At the players. money talks, Shabby's man. Been there, Iniesta. Uh, you, you see all the team, like the all those players, and you just they're I mean, all has beens. And yeah. it, I, I get it. You know, you guys are making a ton of money. Why not? Even Hector Moreno from fucking Mexico. Yeah. You guys are making a ton of money, or relatively amount, I guess. Oh, fuck. Like, this is just being forced into football. Like, we have to take these guys seriously. Just because of the money threat that they pose. Who's to say that they don't one day say, okay, we're going we're gonna to have a billion-dollar budget. Let's go and get uh, De Bruyne. Let's go and get fucking... Uh, yeah, Rashford, you know what I mean? Like, let's just get a bunch of these guys and pay stupid fees because these clubs can't say no right now. Like, what kind of imbalance would that create? Hey, man. Should we be against it? I mean, we like rich leagues, right? 
Well, f- well, that's the thing. I mean, no matter what, the cash cow is the most important thing, and it's what dictates everything. Money is the root of it, of it all. Like, money is what brought the World Cup to Qatar, changed it to winter. Everything's money, and... No, no, it's now. It is, it's true. Mm. It's it's a very cliche thing, but, um, you know, it, it can move mountains, and, you know, these guys are it shapers. It literally does. They're, mo- they're movers, you know? They don't they don't move <laughs> with the crowd. Who who would have wanted to watch a Qatar World Cup? Who wanted? Who would have wanted to watch it there, or take it there? No, it's... it's it takes a group of very motivated individuals, but the motivation's not enough. It's the wealth. And hey, you know what? I'm actually gonna buy an Al Halal kit if if it happens, if I'm honest. Number I ten Messi. Okay, I'll get an Al kit. It's a nice yeah. looking shirt anyway. Yeah, and then well if well, you know, if I'm around the office, if I'm at the pub, I'm taking the shirt off, I'm holding it up, ten out. <laughs> you know? And I'm I'm I want all the smoke, but uh, you know, and the viewership is going to go up for sure. Oh well, yeah, it has to. It must at this point. Well, you want to watch Ronaldo? Well, guess what? You got to fucking watch Saudi football. Yeah, be in at sports. Whatever. Um, Three o'clock in the morning or whatever time. That'd be a really be. cool trip, though. I'm not gonna lie. Go to you know, go to Dubai or or Saudi Arabia and you know watch a game. They eat goat meat, right? Yeah, goat meat. Uh, some good shawarma. Shawarma. Yeah, yeah. Some good stuff. Some halal. Yeah, it's all halal. Yeah, some. Uh, Hello, guys. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, moving on from that. Um, let's get into a little bit of, like, the, uh, I don't know, discourse on certain issues. Um, well, I guess another bit of news. Did you see that English authorities cracked down on a very specific number? It's a 1,000... 500 or something? No, it's very 1,000. Just oh, 1,000 people for streaming illegal Premier League um, matches. Yeah. And it's not like... Well, when it, when they say that, it's not the people that are watching the games. Yeah. It's the guys that are distributing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, what are they called? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking whatever. about. It's yeah. just illegal stream sites, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're hosting uh, streaming, and they got arrested, and... A lot of people are talking about people are getting stabbed every day in England. Yeah, they don't have guns. Fucking yeah. Twenty 18th century. Anyway, but you know, to be fair, if there were guns, the 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 murder rate would be much higher. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's a very serious they, problem, especially they, in the inner city. There's there's a huge problem with violence and stuff, and people well, police aren't investigating that, but they're investigating street. Like, didn't we just say everything's about money? Yeah, people getting stabbed or not stabbed is not bringing money. Uh, guess what does bring in money? The Premier League. Yeah, a lot of money. Those people are going to want to punish whoever are taking money away from them or potentially taking money. Uh, I just think it, it was kind of worth mentioning because it, it's a very specific number, and you're never going to get rid of it completely. Well, yeah, I mean. Chopping one down only drops seeds for the next to grow, and uh, yeah, man, what I think people. Was given? I who knows? I mean, I always. I think it's sometimes just it's uh, you know fear mongering as well, though. I mean, they did it with Dana White in the UFC shit, and people still fucking stream it, and mm-hmm. they're able to, and they will continue to be able to. Um, yeah, I remember even like back in the day, uh, I'd be on Periscope, and people would be showing games there, IG Live. It's just, it's so out of control, but yeah, man, I mean, me, why I watch it on Twitter sometimes, uh, I mean, 
hypothetically, I would watch it on Twitter. Yeah, well, that's one. That, I don't even know if you can watch. No, I don't think you can watch it on Twitter. I don't think so. I, I've no, never seen it. I watch games all the time on Twitter at, at work. Oh, really? No, I've never seen it. Ah. Uh, um, dry snitching. Shit. Yeah, now we come are. prem. Hey, no, but you know the one thing is like nobody in the U.S. gives a fuck about that. I mean, they they don't they don't care about the obsession with the prem yet. If we're able to watch NFL illegally, shit. Yeah, prem is the last thing they're gonna take. I think it's just crazy when when they target that sort of thing. But uh, there's there's money being lost there, so yeah, it's worth we're looking at. Um, There was a a comment I saw online, or I think maybe you sent it to me. Um, and of course, it was said by a, a Liverpool fan. Yeah, uh, Arsenal are like if you think about it, Arsenal are winning the easiest league in years. What do you think about that notion? He's low key spitting. If I'm honest, yeah, I think uh, Arsenal are playing in in a more competitive league. I will say. It's not a clear cut. I mean, like after the first position, two, three, and four are within reasonable distance of each other. Yeah. However, that also does mean that the next two teams are less of a threat than in the than in the past. City and Liverpool in the past. Then they were in the past, or then they have been in the past. Well, I mean, City and Liverpool have been superior for a number of years, but I'm just saying, City and Liverpool have had better versions of themselves in the past years as well. Do you think? You think the city that exists today is is not better than the city from the last two three years? Yes, yes, I agree. Um, I that? mean, I mean, we've uh, I and you you don't agree with me on this, but I do believe uh, De Bruyne has lost a step slightly. Um, Bernardo Silva doesn't look happy. Uh, you know, I was gonna say in the past, not having David Silva is is that was a, a big blow to our game. Um, you know, Kyle, Kyle Walker's aged on, uh, and and ultimately our I mean, tactics no actual replacement for him either. Well, Rico Lewis is not a bad shout. However, he's really more of a Cancelo replacement as as far as being inverted. But yeah, that's a good point. And 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 I think Guardiola is an amazing manager, but he's starting to get a little bit uh, more experimental because of the fact I believe that they want to become less predictable because everybody knows that we're going to do the inverted winger thing now and, and, and the way that we switch a formation, it's it's a little stale. So, it, and it, I think, might, yeah. it might take a while for managers to figure out defenses towards those tactics. Yeah, yeah. But they'll, they'll figure it out. Well, yeah. We got we to gotta also remember that. As great of a mind that Guardiola is, these guys are being maybe, pushed. Maybe are incrementally behind, even though he's a clear-cut best. These guys are all fighting to figure it out week in, week out. So it took them a year or two, maybe three, to figure it out. Yeah. But things have gotten a little difficult, and that's why people are really bitching about how narrow they've become. But you also got to remember, yeah, the the way that they attacked before, which was pretty much. The whole idea behind Pep's system was to get forward, get to the get to the end line, and cross backward. Now they don't have to do that because you have that game breaker of Holland. Yeah, well, it's that's another thing. It's a different type of football. I'm, you know, despite us losing the Carabao Cup and getting kicked, I think in the Champions League we'll see this more. I feel like we're man. that only makes you stronger for the league. 
Well, yeah, yeah, no, but I was just going to say, I think Haaland is going to be more revolutionary in cup games because he can get a goal out of nothing. Uh, but in reality, though, I, I will say City's drop-off hasn't been as bad as Liverpool's. And it's, and it's hardly a drop-off, if we're honest. Liverpool's dropped off. No, I, oh, I mean City. Oh, City's, yeah, yeah, no, City's is, like, it's, it's moderate, hot, it's not very significant. It, uh, you know, and then drop-off is, if we're being dramatic, no, like, it's, they're, they're not even like... Yeah, yeah. All that much worse off. But, you know, it's just like when, when you've seen City at their most dominant, and maybe that's a testament to the, the rest of the league too, but when we played against Liverpool at their highest apex, we were the point totals that we were hitting were just like, you weren't losing this many games, you weren't drawing as much. And that, that's all credit to Arsenal, by the way. I don't, regardless if it's an easy league, which I don't think any league is easy, by the way, um, it still uh, merits his credit, but... Yeah, Liverpool have dropped off massively. In their replacement, Newcastle has occupied that region. Chelsea don't look consistent. United are making strides forward. So it's it's just like nobody's at their tip-top shape right now except Arsenal. And But I want to give them their merit for that. I'm just saying that they're not dealing with like the best version of, of each team. I think to say that is to completely discredit what Arsenal are doing. Well, because no, no, we've no. had runaway winners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four of the last five years. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say runaway winners, but I would say it's always been City and Liverpool. But last year, City ran away with it. No, 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 not last year. The year before, City ran away with it. Yeah, yeah. And then the Liverpool, year before that, Liverpool did, and then the two years preceding that, City. But you know, that's that was those the last two years. I'm saying specifically haven't been runaways. Um, you know, it's been pretty close. Uh, the other one came to the final game. You can't get any closer no, than that. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 and like within minutes too. Yeah, but I mean, right now, um, I don't think it's it's a a thing to say that it's an easier league. But if if Arsenal were competing against that version of Liverpool and that version of City today, the league table would look different. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree, but that's what that guy's saying, and that's why I understand what he's saying. I, that's I still not what he's saying though. That, that, but like that, well, that's being rational about it, and maybe I'll agree with you, and maybe you're right. And maybe I mean, think, think right. about Mane and, and Salah. I'm not even going to mention City. Like Mane, Salah the, with the a you younger version is, like, of Hendo. Point totals. Oh well, yeah. Because there are there have been other teams that have occupied spaces that are pretty good, and it's not just the big guys. We can throw away Leicester because they're giving everybody points. But Fulham are tough. Brighton are tough. West Ham, uh, Brentford are West tough. Ham are tough in those West years. Ham, West Ham will give you a battle. Uh, they're, I think they're even like... Well, right now they're bad. But I'm saying in the years that you're mentioning, like for your Fulham, I can raise you a West Ham in 2018. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's just... No, it's no, the yeah, league is, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. like... It's weeds, basically. Yeah. But, you know, there was a mo- that those moments, especially like... People were saying like Liverpool and City, and I don't. I can't say this now, but maybe City more. But City and Liverpool really might be the two best teams in the world right now. And I know Madrid and Bayern always come into it, but I'm saying like City, Liverpool, and I don't feel that this year. And I can say that confidently that there are better teams in Europe right now. Yeah, City are are or well, Liverpool are the more obvious. You know what other an, what other thing like, does like make the like league. Rebuild? easier for Arsenal is the fact that they're not in the Champions League. We have to be honest about that. That's true. That's, that's very, very, true, yeah. very helpful. That's very true. So, I mean, I guess that's where I can well, agree with them. Europa, right? Oh, that's... That, I mean... There's still a competition. And it, it, 
They play later on against they, weaker they play, competition. They play co- closer to their match, their league days, and they're more a day. and they're more able to also play inexperienced players. While Champions League matches really require your best players, and sometimes, I'm not saying sometimes. if Arsenal were in the know. Champions League, I don't know if they still have the same point total. If I'm honest. Because the intensity of a Champions League game compared to Europa, they're both intense. Yeah, but you most play- of the time, but, but you also play your Ganks, your fucking Bragas. Yeah, but I mean, at, you also play those kind of teams. And a Gank and a Braga is the best team you're going to see in Europa. So they're, that's what I'm saying. Not really. Well, who's better? I mean, you, you can, you'll still get your Villarreal, Valencia. That's not too far off. Gank is, is decent. Gank is decent. And and now we're talking about how close professional teams actually are. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're you're picking the absolute bottom barrel of Champions League and I'm picking one of the better teams in Europa. You're talking about a bad team a in lot Europa? Of the times, a lot of the times like the best team in Europa is very much on par with, with one of the good teams in champs. Yeah, yeah, but that's my point that, you know, in Europa League you're going to be playing against a, a Lithuanian team. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and a lot of them. It's not just one off, you know. You're going to be playing against clubs that there's you've never more, seen. There's more of those, but when you get to the last 16... They're, they're very interchangeable in between both tournaments. No, no, no. Because the last 16 of the Champions League is way better than the Europa. And you can't even debate that. The last 16 they're, of the Champions the, League is very, very good compared to whatever Europa is putting out. I mean, it's just two <sighs> levels of competition. You, well, you're, you're forgetting that a lot of the teams that drop out of Champions League and sometimes it's a very good team, Inter, no, Barcelona... No. Uh, I'm not having that. I I think I I, I think any team would like City. I'm not, I'm not saying that Champions League, that Europa is on the same level as Champions League. I'm saying the line there is like fifty under, like the bottom fifty of Champions League. When you raise them against the top fifty of Europa, there there's a difference there. I'm telling you now, City would love to be in Europa right now. If they could play the teams that Arsenal has to play for the rest of the season and has played up until now, we might win our first European trophy. Thank God. Finally. I, I promise you, I wish we were in Europa. You gotta start somewhere. But, <laughs> that's the only way, that's one factor that I'd say Arsenal have it, it a little a factor, easier. Right? Like, I'm, not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna say that it's, it's not, but also the wear that you get from playing three days versus four days yeah it is an impact another another reason why it's a easy is easier league for arsenal they haven't played city yet they they dodged the smoke early on we should have beat them by oh, now. they dodged it <laughs> hey i mean let's, nah, let's, they didn't have a let's call that. a spade they a spade didn't choose to kill the fucking queen Come they're on. scary they saw what rodri did last season and i can, and i'm so happy we play them in the fa by the way it is their cup after all so let us come to your home you know let's play in your backyard <laughs> Because they have the most FA Cups in English history. Yeah, so, yeah. But anyways, credit to Arsenal. If they win the league, I'm happy for them. I'm the first to congratulate them. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry, young boys. Like, and, oh, and they are young. Asterisk? No, no, I'm not putting in that. Oh, okay, okay, no, no, okay, I wouldn't no, do that. No, but no. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. No, I mean, Cause it sounds you know, like it. Because you know what? In basketball, when they're like, man, like... You know, the 2018 Warriors are definitely smacking the 2001 Pistons. And and that's just a signif like it's a signifier that maybe that year the league wasn't as good as it is you know when the Cavs and the Warriors were dominating. That's just an example. But I'm just saying, Arsenal. I would have loved to see this level of you guys against Liverpool and City in their prime. Because in those days, you guys were going through growing pains. You know, you still had Lacazette and and guys that <laughs> Pepe. you know yeah yeah. And I, I'm just that's the only thing I'm saying. 
Hey, but credit and maybe going forward, the the new city and Liverpool might be Arsenal and United. Who knows? Because they both are looking good. They're trying to go in cycles. Yeah, life is in cycles. Football is in cycles, and uh, yeah. Well, it took Liverpool thirty years to win a fuck the league. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully not for them. Yeah, um, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's insane. Football is insane. But yeah, credit yeah, to Arsenal. I, I, you know, and I'm not I, saying I, I agree with that guy. Way. By the way, I hate to look at it that way. It's not fair. It's that. So you're gonna compare me to who I wasn't before or who they were before? That doesn't make sense. But it's a fair comparison what, to make. Uh, okay, so say say Arsenal get the Centurion. Say they get past it. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna happen. Like, but yeah. I, yeah. Okay. It, it's a tough. It's a tough thing to strive for and right, tough right. thing to imagine. It is. It is. Uh, are, are we still gonna say that? Yeah. Of course, people are still gonna f- figure out a way to diminish. But it. notice the first thing that I said though, I was like, "Credit to Arsenal because this is the most competitive league I've seen in a very long time." Because like I told you, well, one through I mean, four last season was very competitive. Uh, well, between the first two teams. Oh, you mean um, like as far as like one through five? Well, how far are they apart? Let's see. It's not. It's not too far. Newcastle City are just fucking playing leapfrog each week. Arsenal are are sure. City City yeah. are. Four points ahead with a game in hand. Yeah. So that, that, that I mean, I mean, it's it, not compared, it's not like a huge gap. But I'm, I'm, it's yeah, not bad. I'm used not to bad. seeing double digit uh, table leads at this point in January. Granted, our season has been halted, so I won't hold it to that same standard. And that's something, by the way, that people need to remember, especially Arsenal fans. Um, we're not even halfway through. You know, you might be enjoying it, and you have every right to. This is one of the best starts to the season so far. That I've seen, especially point total wise, but it's there's still so much more to go, you know. And some of the wins or or even draws, um, you know, well, not really against Newcastle. They deserved three really that day, but I'm saying like some of the results are were you know, yeah, could have gone either way. Uh, but man, you know what? Uh, they're pushing the needle. They're pushing the needle, and and I love to see new history be made. And without Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> for for now, yeah, it, it's um, it's interesting. It's very fun. Um, so I think I think that's it. You want to talk about? Oh, I guess this kind of leads us into um, transfer rumors, and then we can get on to the review. Yes, sir. The well, first one I want to talk about is yeah. the Haji Wright rumor. Oh yeah, I did see that. Where's he going to, or what's the rumor? Um, it's a uh, Crystal Palace. I think oh, was right. the most. Uh, well, there's actually two teams. It was uh, Brentford and Crystal Palace. So, uh, almost similarly leveled teams. Although today I, I hold Brentford a little higher because they're playing good football, and we must remember Ivan Tony's situation is still up in the air. Yeah, uh, there sure. has not been a. a a ban or any kind of consequence handed down yet so that's something that's pending but crystal palace for me despite being a less you know i guess a slightly lesser team it would still be harder to break into that team uh because edward and and benteke they don't have to worry about getting you know banned or, or leaving the team in brentford there's still that scare you know um now is haji right good enough for the prem can he even play there that was a big question even for Sargent, and he proved that he wasn't ready. So, whatever. Haji Wright comes. I think the kind of striker that he is, he may do well. I don't think he's going to light it up, but he may do well. 
uh, which for him would be in a half season maybe like four or five goals. And I mean I for mean, him. It's also expecting what you see Redhorse to do when he joined Burnley last season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's a big body. Yeah, you're looking at him to finish. But what else are you looking for? And what are his realistic expectations? He's, he's not going to get you, yeah. he's he's not not a, gonna get you yeah. out of relegation zone if that's where you were. No, no, he's a he's a role player. He's like I said, he's not coming in there to be a starter. He's not he's not a special striker. He's a he's a standard nine with no special quality to him on the ball. You know what's funny? It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking, um, and maybe I mentioned this to you, but it's funny how strikers they're they're looked at like maybe maybe like the lead singer of the group in a way. Yeah, they're, they're always you're usually the star because they usually get all the goals. But it's crazy how bad at football they are. Like, they're very technically bad. Yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry Kane. Yeah, Benzema. <laughs> yeah, Lewandowski. <laughs> Maybe not those guys. Nah, nah I'm, I'm mentioning time, the, the rare moment. I'm the talking other. about dudes like Luca Toni, yeah, Peter Crouch, yeah. uh, uh, Haji Wright. Alexander Mitrovic. <laughs> Mitrovic. You think about a lot of these strikers, these number Wilfred nines. Boney? Nah, nah, Boney's nice. Boney's nice. No, I was going to say Giroud, too, but no, he's nice, too. Jacko. Uh, no, he's kind of decent. Nah, he's he's pretty man. bad. He's pretty bad, technically. No, no. Lukaku. He's nice. Terrible. Lukaku, uh, that's a good shout. Uh, but, yeah. Diego Costa. Yeah, yeah. Diego Costa. Um, not Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic is, like, one of those different type of guys. But, yeah. you know you know what I'm getting at. It's like... Andy Carroll. <laughs> yeah, they're technically bad. They're not good at football. They're good at maybe heading it or kicking the ball in the volume, and that is part of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking about it, and it, it, it kind of struck me how bad a lot of these guys are. You're one of the big stars, and you're bad at this. Yeah, but that that's kind of football, you know, especially if you're going to play in a team that's pragmatic. You're not going to touch the ball a lot. Can you be a guy that on three touches can at least score one or at least get one shot on target? Maybe Haji Wright can be that guy. A lot of that depends on service. Ricardo Pepe went to Augsburg. It didn't work. And that, and I don't know if you remember this moment, but before the move, we look at it. Look at this fucking cornball copying his celebration. What a. Anyways, uh. You know, I, I was saying like this team doesn't score a lot of goals. I look at Laker. I look at the the Augsburg team. None of their players were even remotely sniffing the top twenty goal scorers. Oh, of course. Not. And that's what kind that's of Crystal Palace are. And, and that's and that's my point. Like, I don't want that to be a gesture on him and, and to really represent him. But at the same time, we have to be realistic. Like, I'm not going to expect him to light it up. Like, you know, that's just not going to happen. Now you look at what Pepe's doing now in Netherlands. Maybe that's his level. Maybe he's on a more progressive team. But now you know it's dra- it's raining goals for him. Um, so you know another guy that also was mentioned for for Palace was Pifok, and I thought that was kind of that one was kind of one that made a little more sense because that guy has kind of proven it now for a little while. You know, um, so we'll see where he moves as well. But yeah, a lot of activity within the U.S. at the moment. McKenney's in a few transfer rumors. It's yeah. Pepe's also possibly on the move. By the way, I did mention him right now, but uh, Brighton is apparently possibly interested in him. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, but I don't know if you wanted to get into transfer rumors now or did if you had. All right. Let's see what I got here. Uh, the first one. This is a, a hipster one, but this guy has been tipped to be pretty good, and you know. <laughs> 
it would be kind of interesting to see because lately Leeds have been hitting it out the park with some of their signings. Like uh, Nonto has seemed to be a revelation. So good. So, so good. Yeah, Somerville has been very good. This guy, uh, his name is Jorginho Rudder uh, from Hoffenheim. Kind of an attacker. Uh, and he's looking to join Leeds uh, this winter. would be interesting to see. I think uh, Jesse Marsh could use any option that he can get um, just for depth, just because, you know, the Prem, it's a beast within itself like any league. Um, but, yeah, uh, another uh, rumor I have is Pedro Porro almost officially going to Spurs uh, from Sporting Lisbon. Ah. Yeah, uh, interesting signing, um, but I think, you know, can help them address some problems in the back. And still, you know, help with the attack as well. Um, yeah, cool signing, possibly. Uh, the next one is Yusofa Mukoko. You probably heard of him. Borussia Dortmund player, youngster. Uh, there's a few teams he's linked to, but Barcelona's been a very strong link. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is really because Barcelona may be shedding some players this winter as well. Uh, a player that he may, that may leave, I should say, is Memphis Depay. Um, Maybe joining Atletico. Which is a very interesting sign. Oh. Yeah, he's kind of following like that Griezmann uh, pathway. Uh, and there's a lot of rumors for Barcelona, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised if he killed it there either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Benjamin Pavard from Bayern, who's kind of been uh, uh, ostracized uh, from there slightly. Uh, maybe joining Barcelona. One, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. But you know what? I mean, he's kind of washed. And I don't know if he's that great. Uh, but, you know, I guess it's more of a signing for depth. For Barcelona and no, he was rumored for Madrid. Oh, I, I wait. Oh, well, well, that's what I saw. I guess he may be rumored for both. Oh, you're gonna so say he's being shopped around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, La Liga looks like the best suitor for him, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's one we'll monitor. Um, Rafinha may be on the move from Barcelona to AC Milan. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That indicates that another. Well, he's Portuguese. Never mind. But, and and Enfati's kind of coming back to form. So I mean, is he? Well, scored a nice goal today. Decisive. Uh, he's our ten at the end of the day. Uh, but another youngster from Barcelona who may be departing and joining Arsenal. This is a crazy one. Again, these are all rumors. Nothing official, but don't be surprised if it goes through. Um, Center back, former Manchester City player Eric Garcia, possibly joining and rejoining. I should say Arteta, and uh, you know I don't think he's a starter by any means, but he's not a bad supplement. It's a, it's a depth signing. It's a depth signing. I mean, look at Akin. shedding shedding uh, salary as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, following this one, this one is one that maybe will delight you, and it's actually quite a common rumor, even though this guy's rumored to also Liverpool uh, and a few other clubs. Jude Bellingham from Dortmund to Real Madrid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that one's just gaining more that's, uh, fire. It may yeah. be reserved for summer, but you know the talks are already kind of beginning. Yeah, that's from Mbappe for twenty twenty three for us right now. Fair play, uh, Marcus Thuram. I would love it. By the way, like, oh Jude Bellingham. Yeah, uh, absolutely love it. But you guys already have Chuomeni and Camavinga. But we don't have a Madrid replacement, do we? But you guys got Fede Valverde. They can't all start. You can't be that greedy, can sure you? Sure, can. Um, nah, nah, he'd be a good signing for you guys, though. Um, the next uh, rumor I have is Marcus Thuram from Borussia Mönchengladbach, the Frenchman. Yes, yes, the son of Lilian Thuram. Uh, Had a great World Cup. Possibly joining Chelsea. Oh, I did see that. What yeah. do you know? Um, hey, he would help uh, solve a lot of the goal-scoring problems. <sighs> well, he would maybe because Nkunku's coming. Yeah, but he he's not coming till. And later. then we want Joao Felix to keep... There and then we want Mount Pulisic, 
We still have Sterling. And Ziyech Aubame- is still there. Aubameyang hasn't left. Well, Aubameyang is alone, isn't he? Well, well, yeah, that's true. I don't know if he's on there, but... No, he's, I don't have any rumors for Aubameyang. So he came from Barcelona during the season. Yes. Registered with Chelsea. Chelsea want to send him back to Barcelona, but FIFA rules. FIFA and, and Spanish League rules say that a player can't be registered three different times in a season. Right. So, so Chelsea can't send him back to Barcelona. Right. And, it's, and it sucks for him because one team doesn't want him. Then the other team that he goes to doesn't want him anymore. And they want to send him back. And now he's in limbo again. Yeah. I feel like uh, Obama Yang's career is going to unfortunately be a, a kind of a sad one. Come MLS, bruv. Um, but yeah, uh, next next rumor. This one really surprised me. Wilfred Zaha leaving, departing Crystal Palace to a German Bundesliga team known for their world-renowned youth development. Borussia Dortmund, would you know? Wilfred Zaha is a magnificent winger who has played for Crystal Palace for a few years now. Former uh, United product. I don't know. I wouldn't mind it. I'd like to see what he can offer outside of England because all I know him is in England. Um... Technical player, um, tidy, good set piece taker. Sorry. Yeah, he's cool. He's swaggy, swaggy as fuck. Give him that. Um, and then we already went over the Lionel Messi one, but PSG to Al Hilal FC. Yeah. And by the way, I mean Saudi Arabia also taking over WWE. Uh, that's pretty insane. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny, and it's just a testament to how much money these guys have. Isn't it just WrestleMania? Oh, is it just WrestleMania? I think so. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was all of WWE. Like uh, they wanted to buy out the whole establishment, and in fact, and they're that's, gonna. That's probably a possibility. <laughs> yeah, but anywho, uh, you know, we mentioned we mentioned a few U.S. rumors, but this one's my favorite. You're my favorite, uh, Timothy Weah. Yes, the son of the great George Weah, currently plays at Leo. Plays, uh, not always in his preferred position. In fact, sometimes he gets put back into kind of like a wing-back role, which for me is not where you want him. Uh, but he may be joining one of two, uh, you know, Premier League sides, both blue teams, one in Merseyside, one in the south of England. I'll start with the southern team, and oh. I think the better team, Brighton, is interested oh. in him. And uh, Everton, which, man, I, I would not go to Everton, but hey. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers, right? That's uh, that's a piece of shit. You don't want to go there. Uh, uh, sorry, Everton fans. I uh, apologize for that, Toffees. Uh, don't apologize. Uh, Frank's got to apologize. You're Frank sorry. Lampard. Um, yeah, uh, besides that rumor, I have Mario Lamina from OGC Nice joining Wolverhampton. Ah, that's a cool one. Um, going back again to Dortmund, Alejandro Grimaldo from Benfica, the fullback, may, oh. may be joining Dortmund. Wow. Uh, I think I went over this one already, but Ricardo Pepe possibly departing from Augsburg to join the Seagulls in Brighton. Um, you know, I could see that working out, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, no, is he in the Netherlands? You said Augsburg, right? Well, I mean, Augsburg still owns him. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. But, yeah, he's at a Groningen, for those who care to know. And this is another guy that's been rumored to half the fucking globe. Enzo Fernandez. Oh, don't you know? From Benfica 
to possibly Chelsea, to Liverpool, to even Madrid. I have heard rumors of that, by the way. Quite a few. I saw that. Um, yeah, man. This How guy, I view him as a player d- d- depends entirely on if he ends up in Madrid. So either you're shit or you're great. I think he'll get on well with Valverde off the rip, but, you know, that's uh, South American uh, type. You know, the mate and the barbecues. Yeah, the the meat, you know, grilling sessions they have. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, not sure how you've taken that. Um, and, yeah, we already went over Haji Wright and P. Fox, so that wraps up. The January 12th transfer rumors. We will be monitoring, keeping our ears to the street. Just call us Fabrizio, like Romano. All right. And now for the uh, reviews, previews, she views, whatever. All right. So for the review, there is uh, FA Cup last week. There wasn't any league football. Um, there was some kind of this week, but I guess we, we'll get to it. Last week, Friday, on the 6th, Manchester United beat Everton 3-1. to And it does it shouldn't go without saying that Rashford is on a crazy goal-scoring streak, albeit a penalty that day. Uh. But yeah, Connor Cody scored twice, once for his own club and once against his club. A goal and an own goal. Out the wall, as we like to say. Yep. Everton's, I mean, uh, Manchester United's built a pretty nice winning streak there. And then uh, Crystal Palace loses to Southampton. I think that's pretty significant. Yes, sir. 2-1. Tottenham beats Portsmouth uh, 1-0. And uh, uh, we got to go quite a ways to find some interesting football. (laughs) Do you care about Luton Town beating Wigan 1-1 or drawing 1-1? Well, seeing as it's a team that's actually won the tournament, sure. What about... Because we, we mentioned Spurs. They, they, they <laughs> haven't even won this shit. But, yeah, go on. Uh, what about uh, Wrexham beating Coventry 4-3? You that know, one's a big thing, right? Apparently, we care about that. Well, people care about it. I, I, I'm not really moved, you know. Like, it's cool. You know, you did your, you did your thing, respect. But yeah, I'm There not. was kind of a lot of talk about Wrexham this week. Yeah. Just given, I don't know, people pretend, or people think they care, and I guess social media in general kind of cares about them. I think um, some of like normal, the, When zero yeah. fifth-tier teams get that sort of love. Yeah, I think it's manufactured. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy into it. I don't pay it any mind. Like, when I mention Wigan, it's because they've actually won something. Wrexham, apart from having a really cool name, I'm not too moved. Oh, the dude that, you know, acts in Deadpool as a minority share. I give fuck all about that. Win Enjoy. games, play good football, and then you'll earn the vision and the foresight from me. I'm not too moved. I'm sorry. Now, if you're from Wrexham and you're a fan, respect. I, I hope you guys make big strides. Ryan Reynolds, congrats. Um, you know, you're involved in something bigger than you even know. And I, and that's the sad part. I don't think I don't know if these guys really see how significant it is you to the actual Wrexham supporters. You know, you, you just think they see the club as like a like expanding the portfolio. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a bit sad, but if that's what it's going to take for the game to grow, then I can't be against it. It's just all like I said, all the response to it is like you said, another League Five team isn't getting that kind of response for beating a team that's quite beatable. You know, 
um, on, on most on most cases, you know. To so. be fair, though, how often are you giving Wigan props? Oh no, I'm not. But I did mention him on the pod before we even we even talked about this. So I do I do I do mention Wigan quite a lot. Maybe not a lot, as much Jared, as other uh, well, in reference to the beating City that one. Well, time. yeah, be, well, beating City, but also ultimately getting silverware. You know, like that's the important part. Regardless if they beat City, but well, they they were in a much better position to win FA Cup than Wrexham have probably been in the last sixty years. Yeah, but that's and that's my point that more people have probably opened their mouths about Wrexham than Wigan. You know, in and the that, last and, year or so. Well, years maybe even. Well, since since Ryan Reynolds took over, so that's like yeah, almost like a few years now. But yeah, it's I, I'm not buying into it until I see something significant. You see what Brentford has done, by the way. Like they're in the prem now and they're playing so well under Thomas Frank. That's what will get me talking about you, and it should get the the average football fan talking about you, not your ownership. You know, unless Ryan Reynolds is is genuinely buying players that are really going to push them forward and play good football and like develop some kind of football culture. I'm sorry, son. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not for the whole praise for it because we wouldn't be talking about them if it wasn't for their owners. That's, Te- that's teams on that level and even levels above that get bought out all the time. There's always change of ownership. Yeah. There's money coming in and out. It just so happens that because we know these celebrities that we are the public kind of cares when normally they wouldn't even know that there's a fifth tier of English professional football. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I say I only I only have pity for like when I speak that way on them for the people that I've actually been supporting like even before the takeover that's that's really cool but there was um there was a fan vote there was a a supporter vote for them for allowing them into ownership no like i mean a, no, like an overwhelming majority that's fair that's fair but they know they knew what they were doing too you know that exposure is what gets people talking which leads to fandom which leads to money which leads of the, to the elevation yeah. of your team no, 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 I, so I, it's it's a good vote i'm just saying that like it's th- like if the if if the average american sports fan finds out that lebron james has ownership in liverpool yeah they associate the two and someone that happens to be a LeBron fan might automatically become a Liverpool just off of that fact. Yeah, or even like I think um, another thing that's helped propel the the popularity not only of the Premier League but of football is like Ted Lasso. Like, and a lot of people that do watch Ted Lasso have you know general knowledge on football and, and enjoy it on its own. But I've met so many people that have no inclination towards football that suddenly are slightly into it that because of Ted Lasso. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's kind of cringe at some points, but I think it's needed for the exposure and for the popularity of the sport, even within our country, and that's what Wrexham's capitalizing on. But I, I just, you know, me trying to see things for merit, I just don't see a reason to talk about them besides that, you know what I mean? Until I'm moved by results. But this is a step in the right direction, so I will give him credit for it's that. It's the third round. <laughs> see? That's more rounds than I can go for, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Coventry plays in the championship. You know, make a better, uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Nice. Liverpool draw with Wolves 2 2. Sheffield Wednesday beat Newcastle. Ah, uh, that's weird. He's weird. Nah, yeah, this is, this is a bit weird though. Oh, and they play in League One, the third tier. I don't know, man. 
And then uh, moving on, I guess the most significant one is uh, Manchester City playing against Chelsea. I mean, you take it from here. Uh, you know, good result. What's there to say? Yeah, I, you know, I actually, unfortunately, I don't think I woke up for this one. I mean, it's FA Cup. I was more impressed by the Premier League win we had against them. It was a tough fought, fought result. Uh, this one was also impressive, but, you know, it, it was just moments of world-class uh, play from, you know, Riyad Mahrez. Just, you know, he, he really just, it's like he had something to prove against them for some reason. Dude was playing out of his skin, and let's not forget the free kick. I mean, wow. What a beautiful free kick. Uh, and then, yeah, that was that was for me the, you know, the apex of the game. Everything else was just expected, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. Uh, I know. It's Chelsea, just... Chelsea are bad. Let's not, let's not forget that. They're bad. Uh, We've talked about that enough today. Um, at the moment, they're bad. Uh, nothing else really significant happened. The next round of matches is going to be next week on the 17th. So, you don't care about Carabao? Because uh, Newcastle and United did pick up wins, if that's worth mentioning. But that was yesterday. Uh, sorry, Tuesday. Oh, oh, Southampton also. That's that's what I was gonna get into next. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Nottingham Forest beats Wolves, and Southampton puts the beats on City. Um, yeah. I don't remember the last time City lost two zero. They never, uh, they never lose by that scoreline. Yeah, the Am last. I, I mean, yeah, the last one I remember was against uh, Crystal Palace last year. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it's you know it's not a it's a collector's item like few, they say. Few and far in between. But what was more impressive was City registered zero shots on target. That's wild. Yeah, while only conceding twenty eight percent possession. So that tells you a That's lot. That's a lot of fart and no poo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Against, against a relegation scrap team, that's not exactly the best feeling. But maybe one of the best results you can get ahead of a derby. We'll find out on Saturday. But, hey, we're out of the Carabao. It's cool, man. Um, sure, I, I want to win it. I honestly think Premier League team should not compete in that. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's what makes the cup magical, you know? It's what gives just those Wrexham feel-good stories. Fucking hell. It, yeah, but... They're at a crazy advantage. On top of the fact that they don't even... That they... They really only show up in the third round, right? They don't play the first two rounds? Yeah. You need to weed out the truly awful teams. But even still, you know... Yeah. They gotta eliminate that the EFL championship or the Carabao Cup. Or anyway, anyway, I I, I digress. What's next? Um, yeah, it's uh, well, we did have a game today. It was a Premier League game. Fulham beats Chelsea in Joao Felix's debut. Which wait, wait, they beat them? Yeah. Oh, I thought they drew. They were drawing up until the 73rd minute. Carlos Vinicius, the best Vinicius. Um, on Fulham, on Fulham. Uh, scores. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I thought they... Wow. Yeah, that's not good news for Potter, is it? No, no. I, I honestly thought they drew. I stopped watching and then like... Oh. And I didn't keep track of it. Yeah, man. Maybe maybe Homeboy was on to that because uh, my buddy was going to bet 
you know, on the over 2.5. And I was like, nah, it's going to be under. Over. I said bet over. Uh, but it, it wouldn't have happened for if had it not been for the red card, to be fair. We don't know that. I, I That's know. not a defensive player. I don't know. I don't know. Numbers are numbers. But credit to Fulham, though, man. Sixth place in the and league. And who's to say, like, in terms of speaking of bets, yeah. who's to say that City would, or Chelsea wouldn't have scored more? Well, I will say that, you know, I would say Fulham kind of played a defensive game and probably deserved to be scored on more. So I will say that. And Tim Ream is a factor, I must say. Yeah. Mi capitano. They they deserve to get scored on more, but their defender was great. Well, they didn't get scored on more because their defense was so great. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Tim Ream, bum. He's so reamy. But yeah, man, that's, that's all the games we have up until now. Um, and yeah, don't know if you want to go into the previews. Let's do previews. Let's do previews. Tomorrow we have a good game, an even game between the villains and Leeds. Who do you got winning? Leeds, 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 Leeds. Leeds I'll take Leeds, Leeds, Leeds too. Two one. Yeah, Villa's. I don't know. They're both up and down. Yeah. But I like Leeds more, so I'm biased. Villa, Villa are getting better though. They look a little better under Unai. Unai. Yeah. Okay. Following this, we have United against Manchester City. Manchester Derby. Yeah. Um, Manchester City at Old Trafford uh, against <laughs> against Ten Hag and his men. Um, so on a nice winning streak. That they are. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a brilliant game. I think it's uh, one of the more anticipated ones because, like I said, I think uh, United are on that upward tra- trajectory now. And uh, ever since they shed that dead weight uh, that's now in Saudi Arabia, I don't know. All the spotlight's gone from that, and now we really see what these kids get to cook. Oh, and now... Come on, Rashi! And now casemiro uh, has been freed from his Real Madrid shackles. That too, man. Like, I, I couldn't believe how much they were hampering the kid. Like, I'm so glad he's found greener pastures. <laughs> and it's just a testament that sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Hopefully it's clean shaven. Yo. Yeah, I know Benjamin F- Mendy felt that. <laughs> ah, nah, chill, chill, chill. Um, but that's a guy we, we would definitely love to have right now from a footballing perspective. Anyways, what's your prediction for such a great and anticipated No, 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 no I'm just kidding. 1-1. Uh, uh, That's my expectation. Marcus Rashford, I'm sorry, son. You've had a great scoring record. It's mm-hmm. been circumstantial. I don't know. Like they're, they're, they're trying to pay Marcus Rashford in this great light. Let's not forget the last year he's had. He's a streaky I'm, guy. I'm here to... Put the brakes. Pump the brakes. I'm here to do that. And it's unfortunate because I like Marcus Rashford. But he's not the player that people think of him as being. No, it's not that. And City are having trouble right now as far as figuring out their their own uh, schematic and their tactics. That's not to say that I don't think they won't figure it out. I just think that right now, both teams are in a place where it's going to end up as a 1-1. What do you think? 
Well, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, oh, it is going to be a good game for sure. Yeah, it's really hard to split the hairs here because while City do have the better record and in totality have been better, it's it's a home game for, for United, and it's the best version of United I've seen in, in a few seasons, if I'm honest. Um, whether that translates to a derby tie, a derby win for them, I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to slightly edge City, and I'll give them like a 2-1. But that still opens a chance for a tie. I just think City... Apart from the terrible result against Southampton, they're just motivated, you know, double over, you know. So we'll see. Uh, I'll take my guys 2-1, um, you know, goals from uh, Anthony and uh, two goals from Haaland. Get in. A brace in his first derby. How about that? football game. <sighs> All right. Uh, Brighton versus Liverpool. Oh, man. Liverpool, 1-0. I'll take Brighton on this one, 2-1. Everton versus Southampton. I'll take a draw, 1-1. I'll take a snooze face, 0-0. Nil, nil. Not even Forest versus Leicester. Oh, what a great the game. The Tricky Trees. Yeah, yeah. 2-0. <clears throat> I'll take a 2-2 draw on this one. Wolverhampton versus West Ham. I'll take West Ham. I'll take Wolves. I'll take the one nil. Ah, Brentford, uh Bournemouth. Uh, Oh, I'm only gonna go for Bournemouth now because Michael B. Jordan like fucking owns them. Uh, Nah, fuck out of here. Come on, Brentford, two nil. (laughs) Two nil's fine. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. Come on, you Eagles! Yeah, I, I think, I think so. Nah, nah, man. I I'm think sorry, so. Man. They're too good. Uh, Joao Felix packaging. Yeah, it's in. It's active. Uh, it's green light season. Uh, Joao Felix isn't even playing, son. Ah, uh, damn. That's right, my boy. Shit, man. I thought it was Come a fucking. Any people was playing. Any people was even playing. That's right. Well, they're, they're, doing they're, shit. They're still better than Crystal Palace, though. I'm sorry. Uh, but, well, well, I mean, let's see. Ah, they're they're substantially Fucking better. Barely. Come on. And they have a game in hand. They're three points above them. Yeah. And Crystal Palace has a game in hand. Yeah, but they can tie it. Chelsea, Crystal Palace can tie it. Chelsea look at Palace and have their hand on their Wahoo, and I think it's just Chelsea are the better team. I don't think Chelsea looks at anyone that way. <laughs> well, sorry, champions team. of England. Palace will never sing that. How about that? Have they ever sung that? Doubt it. It'd be interesting to me. No. Uh, but anyways, no, <laughs> I'll just take Chelsea, man. They, they need a bounce bike. Uh, they need to, but they won't. Uh, well, then. Um, following this, though, we got Newcastle against Fulham. Oh, that's, that's a, a very good, match. good game. Good I'll give match. it to Newcastle, I think. I'll uh, take a wild-ass 1-0 Fulham. Okay, I'll uh, take Newcastle 2-0. Another big bit of news that we failed to mention up until now. Joe Ellington, stay off the top shelf, son. Caught drink driving at 1.38 a.m. In... That's it? 1.38? Well, he, he was going to ah, visit the pizza guy. But, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, unfortunately caught drink driving. Uh, bad look for him. Bad look for Newcastle. But uh, shit, I mean, I guess when you live in uh, Newcastle, there's not much better to do, if, I, if I'm honest. Uh, but yeah, I'll take uh, Newcastle uh, still in this one. Next game though, wow, proper London derby. Um, come on, Spurs, come on, let's have it. 
I'll take a Spurs 1-0 win. Spurs can't even win a fucking... Okay. All of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's a North London derby. Yeah, yeah. 2-2. Two, two. Wow. That's, 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 that's not painless, man. That's not painless. Harry Kane, son. You know, Richard Lagarde. Saka, Martinelli. Oh, please. Fucking... Go on, go on. Counter-attack Mertens, man. Swear. Wow. Against wow. a team like the way Conte sets up, they're, they're going to struggle, brother. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. It's going to be a scrappy win, but, you know, set pieces in that. You know, for who? For, uh, for Tottenham. Could sneak a little, a little goal here, a little goal there. Yeah. Arsenal are good defensively. Uh, Arsenal are good in the, in the midfield, too. Yeah, but... They're actually good on the attack. I think if, if Spurs play the way I think they'll play, Arsenal will find it very hard. They, they struggled against Newcastle, played who team. played very pragmatic. Yeah, very pragmatic, very defensive. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I love the idea that Newcastle figured out how to play against Arsenal. They still struggled. They did, but... But everyone... Oh, well, they played them tough. Did you guys not watch the game against Crystal Palace? Week two, week three? Come on, man. They're, they're young guys. They're going to get their heads. They're going to let their heads get, get into their emotions. Um, having said that, 2-2. Two, two. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, following that, though, Monday. No, there's no prem. Tuesday. Back to FA Cup. Uh, any games that interest you? Wolves uh, Liverpool, I guess. I guess. Ah, come on, Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Liverpool, man. Ah, sus. Ah. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, but on Wednesday, we have another Premier League for United. A Premier League game for United. Oh. Crystal Palace United uh, midday game. Might have to hit the hound that day. Ah, just kidding. SMB. Nah, man. They, they only care about games that feature Latino players. Yeah, they have Anthony. <sighs> they got Casemiro, Lisandro <laughs> Martinez, Garnacho, and Lisandro. I'll, I'll hear you, but those guys are not. I'm sorry, man. They're too ethnic. Let's just let's just start there. But Latino uh, is uh, ethnic. Uh, what are you really saying? They're not fundamental enough. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, but this should be a good game. Uh, but uh, I'll take United two uh, 0 Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. And that's it. That's it, right? Nada. Yeah, eso es todo, tío. Eso es todo. Um, sí quiero hablar de algo que, bueno, el domingo va a jugar eh, Barcelona contra el Real Madrid en la Supercopa de España. ¿Qué opinas vos y qué piensas de dónde van a jugar? Uh, yeah, the Super Cup. The Spanish Super Cup is the champions. It's typically reserved for the champions. Of the league versus the champions of the uh, Spanish Cup, Copa del Rey. They've been mixing it up into like this group format. The last this season and last, I think versus the previous champions before that, which doesn't kind kind of doesn't make sense, but whatever. Hey, Tebas knows excuse, what he's doing. It's an excuse to get Atletico, Real Madrid, and Barcelona into like a mini mini tournament. Uh, for the Spanish Cup, 
Super Cup, Spanish Super Cup. Um, but yeah, both games went to overtime, extra time, I should say. Real Madrid versus Valencia and Barcelona versus Betis. Both went to penalties. Both Real Madrid and Barcelona won their penalties. Uh, last time these two teams played, number one and number two for Spain. Real Madrid put the fucking beats on them, and I expect nothing less on Sunday. No extra time needed. 3-1. Real Madrid. Vamos Madrid. But yeah. Uh, following this one, um, nah, that's all we really care about. That's all the games we have previewed. Let us know your predictions. Um, but in any case, that's all the football for now, I guess. I don't know if you have any parting thoughts. I don't have any parting thoughts. It's number 121. Do you have any thoughts you want to part? Ways I, I, I do. I do. Nah, I do. man. But uh, yeah. Uh, Stop. One thing I will say, we did talk about Burhalter's situation already, right? Not really. Not today. Uh, maybe that's a story for another day then, huh? Maybe that's a story for right now. Uh, it's just it's a, it's a t- sensitive topic amongst the US and and some of the defenders of him like Greg Burhalter and some of the antagonizers like Eric Winalda. Uh what do you make of this as kind of a neutral uh maybe a peripheral uh you know, perspective? What do you think? Um, the implication is that Burhalter has only gotten his for the U.S. men's national team has kept his position due to um, nepotism. Mob ties, man. The shit we uh, did, we never tell. Except Claudio Reyna did tell. But go on. Oh uh, yeah, that they did. That they did. So they opened up a crazy can of worms. Um, Night crawlers. Twenty-five pack jumbo. Jumbo. Half of them are dead, though. <laughs> yeah, no key. Anyway, um, I, well, I've always thought that. I've always thought that Burhalter is not the guy indicated. I've been very vocal about it, and all of a sudden now it's become like common knowledge. Fair enough, you know. You you look at things and you want to be positive about them. I get it, but the fact that Burhalter got his job and routinely did not call up players that were meant to be there or were meant to start at, at the very least kind of kind of makes you question what what his allegiances were what his biases were what his beefs were and um it's gotten us to the point where it's obvious that he needs to fucking go yeah it's it's time yeah it's time and it's fucking obvious and uh, there's a Winala quote, and I think it's pretty valid. It's pretty accurate, I would pretty say. Valid. As um, he complicated a job that didn't need complicating. He wanted to seem smarter than he was. Yeah. He wanted to make things a little deeper than they actually are. The U.S. team still growing, very talented, but growing. And he wanted to make it a little different, a little more than that. For a team that's growing, you put your best guys. Right, yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You play your best guys. These guys don't know any better. There's no hierarchy there. We're all building together. Yeah. We don't have any history to base this off of. We're not Italy where 
Yeah. L- l- like, let's play Maldini, whatever God. Let's let Buffon play. Let's let Mocha, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They don't have that. And Amber Alter thought he was a little more clever than that. And his tactics didn't even suit it. And, yeah, it may cost him his job now. And I think rightfully so. And you know what's For funny? For the wrong reasons. The, the, you know what the sad thing is? Is like, Alexi Alalas is always like, you know, I think after every World Cup, you got to refresh, new cycle. Suddenly, he's not of that school of thought anymore. He's like, no, Greg Berhalter should stay, you know? Or if not, the he guy was, the guy he's advocating he for was, is like a similar guy. He was very, very complimentary of a very uh, disappointing result. Mediocre if we're honest. Slightly and, maybe and, above. And, that, and that's why I've been saying like yeah. all of a sudden all of a sudden the draw is amazing for him. Whereas, oh we want to go down and beat them down. No. We gotta be proud of this result. No. No, you don't be proud of a fucking tournament result. You either win or you fucking lose. You're not proud. This is not your highest moment. And if that's the best you can get with Burhalter, you, you I think that answer. answers your own question. And then, and that's where you tipped your hat. Thank you for your service, but there's an upward trajectory that we're striving for. A big mistake would be to keep him in plateau. Or to appoint a guy like Alexi Lawless is pointing uh, to, like Peter Vermes, who's another average manager in MLS. Jim Curtin is the only guy from MLS that maybe should get a sniff. But I think, you know, there's there's better candidates out there. Uh, but I think Greg Vanny? Greg Vanny? Ah, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> nah. he's, he's not bad, but, like, I just... No, nah, he's not going to... You need somebody with a little bit more knowledge I, and a, more reputation with Europeans. I think has a big part of international uh, managing. That, too. That, too. Um, and, and I think we did talk a little bit about this last week, just kind of breaking down the whole Gio Reyna thing. But now we're talking about, really, what it means for Greg Berhalter's job. And that's something that I think has to change and will change. Obviously, Mexico has their, um, I guess, candidacy and, and their own ideas of nominees for who can take that spot. Because clearly, Martino's out. There's that vacancy. Earlier today, I was reading a, a piece about, or not a piece, but rumors about possibly Rafa Marquez uh, coaching the team. And I, I, I thought there's... I, I never actually thought of that, but I'm like, wow, that's actually a good idea. Um, a guy that kind of marries both knowledge of the Mexican League and experience in Europe with connections out there. What are your thoughts? Well, like I, like I just said, I think respect has a big part of it because no matter what you know, no matter how much you know, no matter what you've done in the end, if you're if your players don't respect you if they don't understand that they have to be patient or, or that you have a bigger plan which comes which ties into that I think they won't buy in and, and they won't follow suit someone like Rafa Marquez not only a Mexican probably the best Mexican player ever he is for me I think so I think, I, I, people like, say no no Hugo Sanchez Hugo Sanchez but what Rafa Marquez did they're 1A 1B for sure they're yeah. interchangeable I'll take Marcus stuff. Venta Pichichi, that's that's not Pino's thing. Different times. For sure. Ah, nah, for sure. Nah, no, no, just, no, for nah. sure, for sure. They're 20 years separated. But, you know, what Rafa Marquez won, like how we've seen on the global stage, what he did for the club, for the team, five, I think five World Cups, four at least. I don't know what his idea would be, but I, I guess it doesn't matter the players would respect him from day one. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's a bigger indicator more than anything right now. Because the other option is uh, Piojo Herrera. Um, and, and for my liking, he doesn't, he's not that good of a manager. He, he really isn't. He's, he's more of a passion guy. He's going to get the troops, and, and that's fine. That's great. He's going to rile up the media. And that's not to say that Rafa can't do that. And, in and a different, he has because he was a captain. In a different manner, though. He was a captain. Yeah. He was a captain of the team. He was a great player. Piojo Herrera. Yeah. Very loud, very boisterous. That's it. I don't like him. I, don't, I never rated his managing... He, I guess, to the very minimum, he understands. But that's it, man. I would prefer Rafa than him, but I, I honestly don't know what what I would expect from Rafa. Which is maybe maybe a good thing. Well, he's coaching Barcelona B at the moment, and I think, <clears throat> regardless of how successful he is there, um, I still think, uh, more importantly, his his recognition of the league in Mexico, which is where they need to really look to. Pick the, the guys under 26 that can actually make an effect on the team and follow whatever idea you have for tactics, per se. Although the, the conversation or the idea is never that deep at international football, you do have to have an idea of what kind of players you're looking for. And you also maybe can serve as a segue to promote some of those players to play abroad from a guy who's done it, you know? So, yeah, I, I think it would, it would be a good signing for him. And maybe he'll prefer the guys that are playing abroad. That too. Maybe, maybe the local guys are, are too blinded by the fact that they are local. Funes Mori may have seen his last game in a Mexico shirt. Maybe not, but hey. Like, that's what it takes, and that's what you have to do. Realize the actual skill. Forget about any uh, nepotism that may exist due to, like, you know, camaraderie because you're from the same country, you know, like Martino and, and, and you know, all that stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's all. This is all fan fiction as of now. But yeah, there yeah. are there are rumors already kind Mental of boiling. masturbation. Yeah, and I'm I'm al- I'm almost there. I'm stroking. Uh, I'm yeah. stroking, son. But anywho, um, I think that's all I had left in the tank. I, think I that's just everything, I remembered man. like at the very last moment. But yeah, one twenty one right. in the books. Two guys, two mics, two points. We'll see y'all next time for one one deuce deuce. Shoot.